Hey podcast, so I've got something a little bit different for you today, so I'm actually turning the cards around and you're going to listen to me being interviewed for a change. So about three months, four months ago, something like that, probably longer to be honest, it all blows into one doesn't it, Uh, I was interviewed for the Trust the Grind podcast, which is a new podcast where they interview all sorts of various different characters just to talk about kind of self-success and mindset and achieving things and fitness and all that kind of stuff. So I was interviewed by the guys over at Trust the Grind podcast just talking about training and mindset and MTB fitness and a little bit of everything really. So the interview is about half an hour and I thought it might be a nice idea for me to actually post it on my podcast. Now in the intro there's a little bit of swearing and so if you don't like that sort of stuff maybe I don't know skip past it or if you've got kids in the room or whatever just be aware of that it's not for long but just so you know I don't mind that sort of stuff but some people do and so yeah trust the grind podcast if you do enjoy this episode then be sure to just search trust the grind podcast and then you can listen to more of them but yeah I hope you really really enjoy it thanks The Grind, presented by Plan Dope Shit. Get your fucking shit together. I have to have that discipline to make sure that I'm handling my business and I'm always developing, always getting better. Always have to take care of yourself no matter what. It's possible. Anything's possible. You know, like I take three deep breaths and I just keep repeating myself. It's like, I got this, I got this, I got this. That's there. That's there. Trust the grind. Matt Mooney is the owner and founder of MTB Fitness, a mountain bike fitness program. Matt started out his journey as a personal trainer. Matt realized that there wasn't mountain biking training for the everyday rider. Everything out there was tailored to the professionals. He put his personal training knowledge to the test and created the MTB Fitness program. The 12-week program has been a massive success and is recommended by the British Heart Foundation. In today's episode, We'll discuss how Matt got started, what his program is about, and the mindset he has. Whether you're a mountain bike rider or not, you'll learn some great things in this episode. Matt has an amazing energy that is certainly contagious. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Trust the Grind podcast. My name is Steve, and I'm here with my co-host, Alec. Today, we have Matt Mooney, who is the owner and founder of MTB Fitness. Welcome, Matt. Well, first of all, thanks so much for having me on. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. No, it's wicked. It's nice being on the other side because I know you've mentioned yourself, but I normally interview people for my podcast, so it's quite nice being interviewed instead and I think talking about some of the different things. What got you started here? You know, again, as a personal trainer, um, it looks like you found it or, you know, reignited a love for mountain biking. Did you go to personal training first and then that led to a sincere passion of mountain biking or what, what led to, to what basically? So at 18, I became a personal trainer. So I was working six days a week, getting to the gym at 7am in the morning, leaving at eight, nine o'clock at night. So I just completely stopped mountain biking. Um, and I did that for about three years. 
And then I moved to a local gym to me, so in Saddleworth. And then as I did that, I was obviously back in the countryside. I kind of got the itch to start riding because whilst I was in the gym, I really enjoyed lifting weights and I enjoyed exercising. But I did always miss the outdoors and just being out, out in the countryside and out in the fresh air. So I got back into riding myself. So I was lucky enough that my girlfriend bought me a mountain bike for Christmas. <laughs> She's a keeper. Sure. Forever indebted. <laughs> and obviously I was in decent shape because I've been training weight six days a week. But I got out on the bike, started up the climb, and I got about a quarter of the way up and I was just absolutely dying. Like I felt sick. My legs were killing. I was gasping for breath. I was like, what the hell's up with me? And I kind of realized that like I was strong and I was relatively fit in the gym but I wasn't mountain bike fit I didn't have very good cardio for the bike so I just got I kind of started going down into the rabbit hole of figuring out how to get fit for mountain biking myself and then as I was kind of going back down the rabbit hole of mountain biking I was reading a lot of mountain bike magazines watching a lot of mountain bike YouTube channels and I kind of realized that there was nobody on a large scale offering advice to mountain bikers on the fitness and the nutrition side of it there's kind of a couple of smaller individual businesses or individual people that offered training advice for mountain bikers, but they all seem to work with pro mountain bikers. And then your everyday mountain biker was kind of an afterthought. So as I was sort of going into it, I've, I realized, well, there's nobody really fulfilling this need in the mountain bike industry. So I sat down in the front room one night, signed up to a free survey software that was just saying, I'm thinking of sending out some free daily emails for mountain bikers, which is going to help you with training, nutrition, recovery, that kind of thing. It'd be really helpful to me if you could fill in this survey, write down sort of what your biggest struggles are, that kind of thing. If you're interested and just put your email on the end, if you're interested in filling it in. So I put it in about five mountain bike groups thinking, ah, if I get 10 responses, that'll be good. Went to sleep, woke up the next day, and the survey had maxed out of a thousand responses within about three hours. <laughs> that's that's wild. <laughs> so, and the detail, the, the, everybody was saying like, "Oh, this sounds amazing! Like, I love it." And it's just because there was nobody in the mountain bike industry giving really tailored training and nutrition advice, which for a sport that requires a lot of fitness and strength seemed crazy to me. So um, yeah, that's how that's that's the long answer to how I got started. I mean, uh, I first off love how you found that little niche of a miss in your mountain biking and just like finding that like people crave information and also you notice that they were only tailoring it to the pros. Well, there's only a handful of people that are pros. So I, I'm curious what made you inspired to do the daily email. So as a child, I was a, as a child as a te and a teenager, I was a bit of a computer geek. So whilst I was doing my personal training, I still kind of had that itch in the back of my mind that I wanted to do something a little bit online. So I started to do a bit of research around like marketers and that kind of thing. And um, this was like way before MTB Fitness. And I came across a guy called Ben Settle. His business teaches you how to write daily emails. And the reason behind the daily email rather than it being once a week email is just because you're better sending small bits of information to people on a daily basis rather than one giant email once a week that they don't get to read. And um, so as I was kind of learning about that, I actually started up an online weight loss business, which was. Um, essentially helping women specifically. So this is when I was about oh, 19, 20, probably about 20. The one thing that had worked with that business was sending daily emails. And that's why when I started MTB Fitness, I kind of took one of the successful things from the lighter ladies, kind of my first attempt at an online business, if you like, and applied it to MTB Fitness. So that's why. 
I noticed at least, Matt, a lot of testimonials just specifically praising your your what's described as your fun, hardworking attitude. So in that regard, like what what's your approach? You know what I mean? And is that something that uh, is translated through your daily emails? They always kind of have an aim of helping people, like first and foremost. So they've always got to be kind of relevant in improving people's lives on and off the bike. But I just tend to talk about what's on my mind at the time. Um, so if I've had a client that day that said, I've got a really sore back, I've been sat on a desk all day, what can I do? I might write an email about what I told that client to help them. You know, just really random examples yeah. like that. So it is kind of, it's what's on my mind, what I do personally, what I do with clients. Whether you realize it or not, Matt, that is a, is a testament to your fun um, and hardworking approach. You know, it sounds like you have a balanced approach to it. And um, and I think that's what people notice through your testimonials inside and outside of your emails. Um, you know, Matt and I were just talking about like one of um, his, uh, his biggest success stories. And I know one of them out of the many um, that stuck out to him was, was he had a client of his who um, was going through cancer treatment, I believe. So, so Matt, um, do you mind diving a little deeper in that? And how did this guy come across you? And what did he get out of it? Yeah, of course. So one of the stories that I've kind of told a few times on my Facebook and in my daily emails was I had a one-to-one client who came to me and he was about 62, something like that when he came to me. And he had cancer and he basically got bad. It started getting poorly. This was before I met him. So he started getting ill. He was starting to feel a bit off, but he put it off and put it off and put it off before he went to the doctor. And then after about 12 months, he went to the doctor and he was told that the cancer had spread all over his body and he had I think it was a five percent chance of survival so he was like my lord like you know he was almost certain he was going to die now somehow he managed to pull through it and he fully recovered and then when he came and sat down with me to train with me and this is sort of post-cancer he said that he wants to live for as long as he can possibly live but also with the best quality of life he can live so he was saying that he doesn't want to be 80 um, and alive but immobile and not being able to play with his grandkids and things like that so yeah he's just i still work with him today in person i work with him and his wife and his daughter now as well why is nutrition um, a key part of this program and then i also see you talking about mindset how do they coincide with just getting out there and riding your bike? You need to be eating right. You need to be fueling yourself for that ride. And you also need to be fueling the recovery as well. So you're obviously breaking down your muscle a lot when you're riding. So in order to build back your muscle, to help you build back up, you need to be eating the right foods to help you recover. And um, so it has a ginormous effect on the bike, but then also off the bike as well. So mountain bikers are people too. And, you know, they might be riding three times a week, but then the rest of the time, they're probably family guys and girls that they've got to like look after the family. They want to be feeling good. They want to be healthy. They probably want to be slim and in shape. Like you want all those things and nutrition has a huge effect on on all of those things so it's you can't just ride your bike and expect to feel at peak fitness and you know peak health and i think it affects your mindset as well like i'm very conscious of eating healthily through the day and eating regularly and just before i came on this podcast i made sure i had some food before i came on just because it keeps me focused and keeps my blood sugar levels up so that i can concentrate like mindset if we talk both on and off the bike if we're talking specifically for mountain biking like mindset is so important because you need to be mentally strong you need to have confidence you need to like believe 
in yourself and know that if you're going to throw yourself down a trail that you can get to the bottom of it you need to have the sort of mental resilience to be able to keep pedaling when you're in a 40 mile an hour headwind and you know it's raining sideways and I did uh, back in September me and my best friend did a 24 hour mountain bike ride for charity to raise money for Alzheimer's Research UK and it wasn't fitness that allowed us to do that like it was the both of our strong mindsets like it was never a doubt whether we were going to keep going for it so like you you know you get to the eight hour point and you're knackered anyway your fitness is gone beyond that point it's your mindset that keeps you going so mind mindset is crucial you can be as fit as you want and you can be nutritionally like have a great diet but if you're not mentally strong it doesn't matter because you're going to give in as soon as it hurts Matt, I'm glad that you brought that story up about the 24-hour bike ride because I want to ask you about that. I know there's definitely big hurdles in the mindset. How did you trick your mind to keep going? Well, the the why was huge. That was a massive, massive part of it because we did it to raise money for Alzheimer's Research UK. And for me personally, it was my granddad who died from Alzheimer's. So he was somebody who got me into loving the outdoors. Um, and essentially, one of the reasons that I do mountain biking today is because from a very young age, he used to take me hiking on the hills and and it was very outdoors and got me into loving the outdoors. So it's to raise money for a charity in his memory. So I had a massive why. So there was, it, it was I had to do it, didn't matter how much it hurt. And then alongside the side of that as well, we had a tent there. And every time we got back to the tent, there was various different people, whether it was my girlfriend or my family or my friend's family or different people there. So you kind of had to keep going because every time you came back, there was somebody there waiting for you. So you had to get back up and then <laughs> go, go again. Yeah. yeah. You asked about like one of the hardest points when we got exhausted and the nighttime was probably one of the hardest bits because it just rained constantly like it was battering with wind it was raining and we had the tent that we kept going back to and i remember at about 2 a.m you dive in the tent and just have a quick bit of food in our cereal bar or whatever and you just did not want to get out of the tent but as soon as you were out of the tent and you'd ridden for a minute or two then the goal was just to get back to the tent and circle back so uh, one of the big things that helped us both was having mini goals and just aiming to do another lap and then you get back to the tent you're like right i'm out so now it's right just keep pedaling until you get back to the tent and then you'd be like right okay right let's just do one more and we just did it one at a time and i think throughout it as well we also set kind of slightly longer term goals so throughout the day my aim was to get to about 6 p.m when my girlfriend was coming to visit and then from 6 p.m my aim was to get to when it went dark and then when it got dark my aim was to get to midnight and then from midnight my aim was to get to sunrise so you know you just kept having those like mini goals every three or four hours just bite-sized goals and uh make it not so overwhelming yeah. i think that can be applied to anything whatever you're starting up it's like if you just take that first step and get to the gym it doesn't matter how long you work out for yeah. you got there I imagine, I feel like this is an easy question. That was definitely your toughest ride. Yeah, right? yeah, 100%. I never got to the point where I was like gasping for air or getting up to max heart rate. But the 24-hour ride was kind of just constant pain. What have, what have you noticed that maybe through mountain biking, since you've you know, been as passionate as you are, what have you learned at least that has translated into your personal life? It has a massive effect. So it teaches you to kind of relax and calm down. So like when I go out, no matter what's stressing me. So like recently I've gone through my granddad dying and then more recently my grand died from cancer. So last September she got diagnosed from cancer and sadly on New Year's Eve she passed away. So mountain biking was one of the things that got me through that 
sort of from September to to a passing away, but then also helped me kind of get over it as well. Because I find that when I'm out and about, you can your mind just kind of drifts and you can let all the emotions go. Um, and that's like a massive coping mechanism for me, I think, like getting out on the bike. I find if I don't ride my bike, I don't handle the stresses and the worries of day-to-day life and things like that. So that's one thing that's crossed over. Um, I think endurance as well would be one, like, and I mean from day-to-day life. So obviously when you go on a ride and it starts to hurt, but you've got another two hours left to the ride, you kind of, you just get used to soaking up the pain and cracking on. And that's kind of the same when you're working as well. Just one more that I think is huge is self-confidence and having the belief in myself and kind of overcoming fear. So when I got back into mountain biking, there's uh, there's some trails I can think of that used to look completely unrideable and absolutely terrifying. Like they were steep and they've got really tight, like tight turns and big drops on them and things. And like they used to be terrifying, but now I can ride them kind of comfortably. And the first time I do them, you know, you'd have that lump in your throat and you'd be really nervous and not wanting to drop into the descent. But you kind of overcome that and do it. And then you get to the bottom and you're alive. And that kind of teaches you that, oh, you know what? Like, even though you're scared, you can do something. And I think that crosses over to day-to-day life. So if I'm a bit nervous to come and do this interview, for example, you you know, that five minutes before you're getting butterflies in your stomach, you're getting a bit nervous. That's just like on the mountain bike and I'm about to drop into a descent. And it's the same thing. There's a crossover. So I talk about it on my Facebook page a lot. But I think mountain biking affects your personal life in a in a huge way that's just three examples that pop to mind but i'm sure if i thought for a while there'd be hundreds i love all three of those examples and also i just like i like how you touch about how mind biking is an escape and the reason why it's an escape because if you're about to drop down on a terrifying trail you can't be thinking about like what email you have to respond to no you're fully engaged in that moment to make sure that you don't eat shit or like something goes wrong i think we can all agree like you know the theme within short-term goals at least can can be sort of like um um patience you know what i mean being patient with yourself believing in yourself but staying consistent and again that translates to any realm in or outside mountain biking but matt like have you seen your own clients kind of um have trouble like being consistent, sticking to the routine and maybe want results faster than it's getting. But like, you know what I mean? Cause, cause patience, a key component of it. The truth is anything that, that anything at all in life takes ages to achieve it. You know, getting this podcast to a huge audience takes time. Like growing a business takes time, probably far longer than, you know, you, you think it will when it starts and losing weight or getting in shape or getting fit on the mountain bike or anything at all takes time. And I think uh, people need to reshape that mindset. And yeah, you want to be at the end goal, but that's where it comes back to chunking it down to chunking it down to short-term goals because then you feel like you're achieving something. And I'd say as well, also focusing on the process on a daily basis rather than focusing on the outcome. And I think a lot of people will get obsessed with the goal, but not obsessed with doing the small things that you need to do every day. And that applies to anything from buying a house to losing weight, to getting fit on the bike, to to every aspect of your life. You need People need to get obsessed with the things that you're doing every day that all build up to that long-term goal while still keeping a bit of an eye on the prize to keep you motivated. So it sounds like between, you know, patience and commitment, you can't do one or the other without self-discipline. Um, yeah. how do, how, how do you train? I mean, how, where do you find self-discipline in mountain biking? Is that something that that's hard to kind of get out of people or is that 
You know what I mean? Is that how how does that translate in mountain biking? I think probably one thing that people think they're not disciplined with is they try to take on everything at once and they forget that you've just got to like gradually stack on all the different good habits in place and then that allows you to then become disciplined because the habits over you but your body wants to work off habits so if you can do something for 90 days suddenly it's much easier to do it rather than not do it from what you're saying discipline gets built off by the processes that you make you know since it's like you said you can't tackle everything but if you just focus on let's say just having that good breakfast that's one small thing but it's going to compound over time where you don't even think about it like making the bed that's that's a habit that probably two years ago i was like I'm going to do this. I was probably like one out of three days. Now I don't even think about it. It's automatic. You know, you just tackle one habit at a time and not think of like, oh, I got to run this business. I got to do this. I got to be healthy. I got to have an awesome relationship. It's like, no, just do take it like bite size and just like tackle it little by little and all compound over time. Get 1% better every day. Yeah, absolutely. And then you do, when you do that, you then don't have to rely on willpower. Like if you rely on willpower, you're not going to do it, but you just said it yourself with making the bed it doesn't require any willpower at all anymore to make the bed. Yeah. And also I think motivation, as you said, is like temporarily there's days that I don't want to work out. I'm in a bad mood, but whenever I do, I feel so much better and I'm happy I did it. And I I think that kind of just goes into the discipline and process. And I'm sure, uh, I don't know. I feel like you're pretty excited to go mountain biking. There's some days I don't want to. And that's where discipline comes in where you say right i'm gonna go anyway and i think one thing that you can do to kind of help you just taking the mountain bike example is set things in place that help you go out so you might meet someone else for example so you can kind of put safeguards in place so that you don't have to rely on discipline you don't have to rely on willpower because you've committed yourself separately if i can just shift gears a bit here yeah i actually want to ask you um you know you mentioned the incorporation of of interval trading so and I think that's something, again, you know, we've we've interviewed um, everyone from Irish Olympian Shane Ryan to Hezekiah Trahan, NFL prospect. And, you know, the three of you, I think, could all benefit from each other in regards to everyone's different style of training, right? So at least for interval training, what sticks out to you that you think, like, isn't isn't really just uh, isn't really just geared toward mountain bike? And it's like, you know, like this sort of exercise or program or this part of interval training is really something that anyone can benefit from if they're in a gym in Arizona or in a gym in England and they're and they're mountain bikers or, or maybe just considering getting into it. Yeah, I think interval training is something that will benefit everybody. Like before I set up MTB Fitness, I was purely training just your everyday person and they'd have very different goals. Some would be runners, some would be, you know, just a grandfather who wants to get fit to play with the kids. And interval training taken right back to its basics is just where you push yourself hard for a certain amount of time, you know, usually 20 seconds to two minutes, let's just say for argument's sake, and then you rest for a period of time, you know, a minute or two. So you're pushing yourself way harder than you would normally, and then you're easing off for a little bit and pushing yourself way harder. So as an example, you might sprint as hard as you can for 30 seconds on a rowing machine, then go nice and steady for 90 seconds, then sprint as hard as you can for 30 seconds, then go nice steady for 90 seconds. And in general, that will help people improve the fitness more and have a better workout in a much shorter space of time because you just end up working much harder whilst you're doing that. And what would happen is if, 
let's take the rowing machine example, if you would usually push yourself this hard for this length of time, what you do with interval training is you push yourself to here and then you come back down again and you push yourself to here and then back down and higher and back down again. And what that does is it pushes this kind of level that you're comfortable with over time. It pushes it up because your body gets used to training at those higher intensities. Interval training will benefit everybody. You'll have a better workout in a short space of time uh, and it will improve your fitness as well. For beginners, at least, and it looks like it was the British Heart Foundation who really thinks that this is something that people who are just getting into mountain biking with heart conditions, maybe too in particular, can benefit from. So how do you slowly integrate someone in that regard into your program? Yeah, so I mean, specifically for my 12-week training program, so I designed that to help every mountain biker, whether you're a complete novice or a complete expert. And the reason for that is because you can just dial it up or dial it down based on your fitness. I don't tell you how much or how little you should ride. So people do three resistance training sessions a week and two interval sessions a week. And then on top of that, they can do the mountain bike riding. So, you know, there's a big scope in there. People can ride seven days a week if they like for 50 miles a day, or they can ride once a week. So you can, you can adjust it to suit you. I like how your approach with training programs, like, Hey, wherever you are, yeah. it's cool. I got you. A lot of people get obsessed with other people's opinions and on what other people think of them and are not looking stupid. And they just need to sack that right off and focus on themselves. Like the majority of other people are as self-conscious as you are. And they're not looking at you thinking you look stupid. They're thinking about themselves thinking, oh my God, I look stupid. And everybody's doing the same, worrying about what everyone else thinks. Whereas in reality, nobody's looking at anybody saying they look stupid. And the, the fraction of a person who would call somebody a name or say they look stupid or you know anything like that that's worrying people, like that person is just more insecure than everybody else. So just focus on yourself and don't worry what other people think. If you've got a good opinion of yourself and your husband or wife or partner self has a good opinion of you, that's the opinion that matters, nobody else. And I think if you're constantly trying to be better than someone else, no matter what field it is, there's always going to be someone better than you. There's always going to be someone richer than you. There's always going to be someone more skillful than you. There's always going to be somebody who's faster than you there's always going to be someone fitter than you but you're beating other people in other areas of your life and you're losing against other people but it's not a competition none of that matters it's just about focusing on yourself and being happy and improving yourself i think is is what matters whenever you start looking outside to compare yourself against other people i think that just leads to unhappiness very solid advice i mean just you can't compare yourself that's put in more reps than you in mountain biking or just any general realm it's like you got to start from the beginning and just focus on who you were yesterday and what progress you're making on a daily, weekly basis. And that's the only only thing you should compare yourself to. And I think like that, the mountain biking, that's probably one of the biggest lessons that I've learned from mountain biking is that you start a complete beginner, doesn't matter because you're going to improve. And that's the same for any other area of your life. That's spectacular, man. I'm re- and, and, you know, honestly, I appreciate your mindset and taking the time to share with folks who can relate to it inside or outside of mountain biking. So thank you, Matt. Thank you. I appreciate that. You ready to hop into the rapid fire questions? Let's do it. See what comes out of my mouth. What's your drink of choice? Uh, sparkling water. <laughs> What's your go-to karaoke song? Uh, I don't do karaoke. Who's your favorite comedian? Jimmy Carr. If you could be an animal, what animal would you be? Hmm. A peregrine falcon. Who's your favorite athlete? G. Atherton. He's a mountain biker, if you don't know. What would be your last meal? Steak. When all of this is over, 
what's the first place you're going to go to? My parents' house, and then I'm going to go for a mountain bike ride with my best friend. Final one. What are words that you live by? Um, what popped straight into my head then, these were just instant, was I know I can. And that was literally, as you said it, that's the words that popped into my mind. So I'd say that's a pretty good one. I know I can. Um, because no matter what it is, I always go into it with an attitude of I know I can achieve it. Um, and that doesn't matter what it is. Like That's just the attitude, right or wrong. I know I can. Hey, I, I love it. It's simple, but yeah. to the point, and everyone uh, should be able to know that they can. Alec, do you want to last, ask the last question? Yeah, sure. So um, basically, you know, I know you love your job, but let's say you didn't, and you had uh, a sick day that you could take advantage of. Um, you know, Matt, what are you doing? How are you seizing the day? It would be a great coffee, Disney World, and there'd be some kind of mountain biking in there. So if I could have a day with my girlfriend and in Disney World and have a three-hour mountain bike ride on the best trails in the world, that would be absolutely spot on, I would say. Well, just make sure you take me with you if that ends up happening. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, thanks, Matt, for making the time and joining us. Where can everyone find you? mtb.fitness is my website so www.mtb.fitness and then the main social media channels that i post on every day facebook so just search mtb fitness i'll come right up that's kind of my biggest platform if you like there's 270,000 followers on there so that's where i put like most of my daily sort of advice out on facebook there's also a facebook group that's attached to that so that's the group where people can chat to each other so just search mtb fitness and the first result will be the facebook page and then the facebook group should be underneath it so join that group as well instagram mtb.fitness so you can search mtb fitness it'll come up uh youtube mtb fitness and there's also the mtb fitness podcast as well so if you just google mtb fitness podcast that'll come up uh i think that's everything oh the daily emails you can sign up to on the website that that's everything i think and awesome and, and, and you know what to those daily emails are definitely worth your while if you just need a little something to wake up to and get you out of bed even and even if it's just a walk around the block you know matt's words are really able to get you out there so matt sincerely appreciate your time today we really love talking to you this morning i know um we're uh, about eight hours ahead so again i appreciate the flexibility here and uh, making time for us man thank you so much i've really enjoyed it thank you so much for inviting me it's been really really good thank you yeah, thank you very much i i love this conversation thanks so much for having me i really appreciate it we hope you enjoyed that episode with matt matt is an overall great guy that is extremely passionate in what he does be sure to check out his stuff to learn more now if you could leave us a review on apple that would mean the world to us we are just starting out and we want to hear what you think of us this podcast was presented by Plan Dope Shit. For more information about Plan Dope Shit, check out www.plandopeshit.com for more information and resources. You can take 15% off everything with promo code TRUSTTHEGRIND at checkout.